the things that have been happening, and I, I want to preface this by saying, whether it's Israel and it's Palestine or it's Iran and Iran or whatever it is, there are things that are happening globally, unfortunately, that because we don't think because it's not in our backyard, because it's not happening in our hometown, a lot of mm -hmm. what happens is like it's out of sight, out of mind. And that's mm -hmm. unfortunate. Even when the whole debacle of 2020 and everything that was taking place, if it wasn't happening within your inner city, within your neighborhood, within your community, it was almost like an out of sight, out of mind kind of situation, which again is unfortunate. So when we take things a little bit further away from, you know, home, from our backyard, we have to try to be as empathetic as we possibly can with the situation that has taken place because it is absolutely insane. Like there's no other word that I could use that would make sense to describe what is happening in Iran right now. Oh, so yeah. when I saw your, when I saw your post, actually my sister, my sister shared your post. Um, mm -hmm. and I saw it and I knew what was kind of happening there in the general sense. Um, but then when I saw that there was going to be over how many, how many, how many people, um, that they were going to execute, I mean, prisoners was it 4,000, 20,000 from my understanding as of right now, it's 14,802 political prisoners. So you said there's 14,802. Yes. 14,802 political prisoners. There has been, I believe nine right now that have been actually death sentenced with execution, which is a plan that they are planning to go ahead and execute these people. So now they've, which my post was talking about was how the 227 out of 290 of the Iran's parliament, which is uh, it's called Iran's constitutive assembly, they are planning and voting for executing now all of them. And that's kind of what I want to help raise awareness about, which is absolutely atrocious and barbaric. So let's take a step back here real quick. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you the question just so I get clarification. And for the viewers and for the listeners, why mm -hmm. were these 14,000 prisoners imprisoned in the first place? Their crimes are not anything that's substantial. In fact, a lot of these prisoners have been told to under falsified confessions and torture to confess to these things. So they're not even true for what they the regime is basically just trying to cut out anybody and everybody who is against them, uh, either whether there's protesting or anything that's uh, against basically their agendas. They want them out. Saman Yassin, I believe is his name. I'm sorry if I'm butchering that. Uh, he right. is a Kurdish rapper who was charged with uh, corruption uh, on earth uh, and waging war uh, against God. Like, some crazy things and this this man is just simply protesting so this is just and one of the examples of these 14 over 14,000 to be 15,000 protesters it's just it's 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 disgusting because you see a, a, you know like we live in a democracy here in the United States let's call it mm -hmm. that um <laughs> You know, whether it be a dictatorship, communism, what have you, but authoritarian um, mm -hmm. regime that governs Iran is like this, this really weird play, because I don't think I don't think people 
our generation, your generation really has seen it like live, you know, unless mm -hmm. I'm, I'm talking about outside of talking about anyone that isn't an American or hasn't been born in America or what have you. It's an interesting protocol to see this enforcement of strict law and also uh, and also like this, 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 like you're saying, this creation of fallacy, right? Making mm -hmm. up these things and having to force and sub subjugate these prisoners over something as minuscule as just being able to speak up for the rights of X, Y, Z, whatever the case may be, right? Mm -hmm. Peace, let's call it peaceful protest, mm -hmm. right? Which is absolutely bizarre the thing that i can't seem to fathom is i've seen clips that are so disheartening and i'm sure you have as well oh, where yeah, you know there was like a, a kit like most of these what is really disturbing is most of these prisoners that i see in these videos are children they're like 18 mm -hmm. 17 16 21 they're kids mm -hmm. um the one that i just recently saw that a, that a, a person that just recently followed me um, sent me was a, a kid that was 18 years old and he was sitting on like this stone with a flagpole on it and he is handcuffed and he's bleeding out and he's dehydrated and they put a the 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 police or the army or whatever the militia whatever you want to call them put mm -hmm. a uh like a water bottle just within just outside of reach so that mm -hmm. it, it's just it's so close but yet so far just to, to torture, taunt, just to yeah. torture the kid and taunt the kid, which is just so alarming. And it really breaks my heart because it's not just a one-off situation. Mm -hmm. These things are happening every single day. I mean, I, I have been, since we posted this video, I have been getting, I don't want to say bombarded because I appreciate people sending me this stuff when it's, mm -hmm. when it has relevance. Right. Um, but I'm getting like 20 to 25 videos a day now of what's been going on and I cannot keep up. There's, there's something coming every single day, whether it be torture, whether it be imprisonment, whether it be, you know, um, uh, 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 murder. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just, it's insane. It's insane yeah. for what, for absolutely nothing other than the fact that, well, if you're not following in suit, then sorry, you're going to have to go because you just don't fall in line. Yes. I mean, especially the fact that they claim to do these things under Islam, but mm -hmm. I have learned, and they're just completely exploiting any what this religion is because Islam is actually, I'm not religious at all, just to put that there, but I'm, uh, from my understanding, Islam is a very compassionate and caring religion. So this whole thing that's coming out with Islamophobia and people being upset about, they people who are outside of Iran who think that they're actually protesting against Islam, they are, they're not protesting against Islam. They're protesting against this radical ruler that's in place, the, the Islamic regime that is enthroned and placed on Iran right now. So this, it has nothing even to do with the religion, even though they say they're very religious, but they're, this is not even as, you know, if you look at the Quran has, they're, they kind of make it up as they go. As simple as I, I wrote it down. I mean, the, you can't even, what we consider here, which is so what you were saying earlier uh, about how people outside of Iran just can't fathom what they are going through because something as simple as walking a dog or being able to uh, just kiss in public for 
to queer a queer couple to happily just walk with each other. Like all these things are a, a, a crime. Uh, I just recently learned this one, which is very mind blowing for me. So I know in Iran it's illegal to have to be with a man, a male and a female to be walking with each other. Uh, well, no, that that I knew, but it's the fact that they can't actually reserve a hotel room or if they want to stay somewhere, they actually have to show proof and paperwork that they are uh, either engaging or planning on engaging something that official statement. So uh, let's just say if like me, my boyfriend right now wanted to go and stay in a hotel room, I would have to get official documents to show them that otherwise we'd have to stay in separate hotel rooms. I mean, we just do stuff like this on a day-to-day basis here and we don't even think twice about how Mm -hmm. lucky we are. And these are just, we would consider them as basic human rights. So, mm-hmm. you know, all these things are just completely uh, just taken out of context and just they put out these laws out there that are not even, like, what for? Really, what? For? We're living, we're, we're in 2022 right now. I mean, we are, we're talking about uh, so much democratic changes and democracy that this is, in other in countries right now that are like the US. So um, yeah, it, it's it, we're just they're just asking for basic human rights. I was reading an article, I think it was September 30th. It was mm-hmm. published uh, in the first week of October. Uh, and I'll mm-hmm. reference it for the podcast. Um, I think it was an uh, amnesty, amnesty.org. Um, but they were talking about the the pro, excuse me, the protesters that were slaughtered. I think there was like sixty-six or sixty-seven uh, peaceful protesters, including children that were massacred, literally, mm-hmm. and then hundreds more were were injured and severely injured. And they called it, or they referred to it as the the Bloody Friday, the onslaught of September thirtieth. In Zahedan, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just the. The callous violence being unleashed by Iran's security, by Iran's government, it it's like it's literally it's it's as though it's like a it's like a it's almost like what do you call those things? Um, a force of nature, mm-hmm. right? Like a tornado or a, or a tsunami or something, but you're in control because uh, you know humans are the ones that are making these decisions. There's mm-hmm. a there's a quote that I made. I, I, um, I write a lot, I think, and I write and I like philosophy. And what I said was nothing formed by the house of man can be equally and honorably true. Mm-hmm. And what I meant was, and, and, and this is why I brought it up is nothing man made really holds any validity whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And so when you attach religion, whether it be the Muslim faith, Christianity, Buddhism, doesn't matter when you attach religion, towards an agenda and then use that as an excuse for your behavior. That's fucking bullshit. Yes. 100%. And, and has zero relevancy. You can't say that we're perfect. Nothing. There is no system that is 100% okay in every single aspect of things it just doesn't exist. You I mean, just, even here, you try it's... to take the best that you got. Uh, oh, of course. I'm sorry. We're, we're course. still changing you, laws you get the here. Best that, yeah, we're still, I mean, that, what I was trying to say is like, we're still working on our own laws in America. I mean, no, con- no oh, yeah. country is perfect with their laws. There's always 
something that needs to be worked on. But as you were saying, that's that's so true. We, we, we're constantly picking out where we messed up and where we need to go back and kind of go back to the drawing board and figure out how we can make this improve and make it better. Uh, but yeah, I mean, even in Iran right now, I think the people before, I think that, you know, there wasn't social media, there wasn't all this being able to be connected to the world. Before, I think it was a lot easier for them to get away with these, their so-called laws it was easier to brainwash. But now people are catching on, you know, they're being able to see what the world is like and what they're missing out on. There's, I think, uh, I believe it was Hadis Najafi who was mentioning that uh, she was so, so heartbroken. One of her videos that she had posted that uh, she was so heartbroken that she was not living anywhere else uh, in the world. Other, like she was just upset that why did was I born in Iran, and she just simply wanted a normal life. That that's basically all they they want. They just want a normal living life. They want to be able to go to the concerts of their famous favorite celebrities. They want to be able to do those those normal day to day activities. They can't. And this new generation that's uprising right now is is recognizing all of this. They're recognizing how much they've been stripped away from everything and they're sick of it 43 years they're sick of it i mean we're even comparing this is even that long ago compared to shaw's time shaw's reign i mean where it was just completely it was different sure it wasn't perfect it definitely was not perfect but it was so much more different it had such there was so much more honor to live there than what it is right now so um do you believe that things are going to get worse before they get better? Do you believe they're going to get better at all? Do you think that, and last question, I know that's a lot, but do you think that um, any other country is going to step in? Very good questions. Uh, for the first part, I do think things are going to get worse before they get better. Because uh, looking back in history, I believe it took it been a year for Shah, uh, Reza Shah to get overthrown and mm-hmm. to have uh, Khomeini, uh, Ayatollah Khomeini in place. So that, and it wasn't, it was similar to these events where there's kind of protest every day, but they're kind of, you know, it's kind of sparing, like nothing too crazy. It was just, but there was something happening. And I believe it was something from my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, it was maybe a day or two before he was officially overthrown that people really, like there's something like millions of people in the streets. So it wasn't even until the final days after a year of protesting where People did came together and were successful in in overthrowing him, and he did he did step down. So I do think it's going to take time. A lot of people I've talked to, they say they're very hopeful in this happening within the next few months. I'm very I hope that does happen. I really do hope that they are uh, sooner rather than later. But of course, I mean everyone knows they have nowhere to go. The regime, the Islamic regime, so they're going to fight with everything they have to stay in Iran. They know they're not safe anywhere else. I mean, as it is, what is it? Uh, I think uh, Germany just outruled them to say that they can't, um, they were trying to flee over there or something. And they basically told them you can't stay here. Uh, And we're hoping to get other nations on that train during this process. So going back to what I was saying. Who was trying to flee, the regime or 
or people their families are in fear. Their uh, the their families, I believe, of the they're trying to get their family to safety. Um, I'm not too sure if it, if it's the, the officials themselves. I do know um, so, so, that it was so the one ones of that their... are doing the ones that are doing these atrocities are concerned mm-hmm. for their family's safety and trying to get them out of the country that they're literally creating havoc and yep. massacre and genocide. Mm-hmm. I mean, even flee here in here in uh, Canada. You're right. Literally, it's ironic that the same countries they blame all their problems on uh, Israel mm-hmm. and America, the Western countries. It's just like, so how how are you going to send your families here to live that lavish life, to live safe, safely? And mm. yet here you are blaming everything on them. Like, again, I mean, that's one of many, many of their hypocrisies that they state, but they're being exposed left and right. I feel like Iran's a unique, um, it's a unique country and it's always been in a unique situation from mm-hmm. a global standpoint. Like they've kind of been to themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and that's with my limited understanding. So please, you know. Educate me and the people that are listening because I don't know a lot. Well, um, I'm not to, again, like this is, I'm not any political science major, super educated on this, but from my understanding, you know, growing up, you know, my parents and people have had, you know, firsthand experience of what they know is going on. They've basically over the years, they've been sanctioned off by other countries. So they've kind of had to depend on themselves and, but they realize that they need, allies, which is why they have kind of business ties with countries like Russia and China, I believe Dubai as well, uh, where they're, you know, selling oil and kind of doing business transactions where it's, they're kind of just trying to have countries on their side. If, you know, havoc Mm. is to happen that they can say, Hey, we have backup. It's not that easy to get rid of us. We're going to start something. So with that, uh, I think that's why a lot of countries are kind of hesitant to step in they're mm. uh, you know we're just barely finding out that how much that they're involved the swedish banks they've recently set out a statement saying that uh, oh gosh what was it they were saying something how they, we can't uh, uh remove the saying something there people were asking something of them regarding the regime they said we have no statement or we can't say anything about it anyway uh, but it kind of gave a gave it away that they have money associated. They probably have millions, billions of dollars inside Swedish banks. Uh, so that's telling you that they kind of have they've secured their pockets elsewhere. They they know at any given moment they can be uh, if, if they're to be threatened, they kind of have a backup plan. And of course, other countries know this too. So. What I fear, and sorry to interrupt you, what my fear mm-hmm. is, is that, like, um, Al Jazeera, I'm, I'm trying to pull it up because I, I had this book more for earlier. I don't know when this was published. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. I don't know when it was published, but uh, this is just one of the things I was researching, um, where the woman was arrested for um, submitting information to a broadcast or a television broadcaster in London. Mm-hmm. She was transmitting. She was transmitting information, and then she was arrested for that. And the thing that, like, I automatically thought was, okay, wow, they don't want the word spreading out, but there's internet everywhere. People are capturing this information. Are they gonna Are they gonna do what Kim Jong Un does, which is completely eradicate 
any kind of outside world communication. And that's what's scary because that's how he keeps, that's how that freaking North Korean dictator um, yes. <laughs> keeps control of his country. That's exactly how, because there's no outside communication whatsoever. There's no internet. You can't like, it, it's, it's insane. It's, 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 it's alien. The whole scenario there. It's like, you're in another world. I can only imagine, but so that's kind of, I'm like, Oh, is this where it's heading? It's going to get to the point where like, that's all going to disappear. And they're just going to mm -hmm. say that is part of the Islamic religion. Like, come on. I don't know. I just feel like they're just finding extremes to rationalize and justify their actions. But the mm -hmm. world is looking, so they don't want the world to look anymore. What else are they going to do? That's let me tell you. That I is the single My, most. Uh, uh, I was just going to say that's that's the single most uh, pressurizing thing towards them because the Islamic regime, one hundred percent, hates being under controversy and being under being looked at. They will do anything and everything to cover up lies. I mean, we've been told time and time again they will kill protesters on the streets. And they'll make their families come out and say something that they died of some sort of illness, such as like heart attack or suicide. So they will go to the ends to make sure everything is kept under control. And mm -hmm. in that terms, they will say anything to make it look like Iran is under a democratic republic when it's in reality, anything and everything but that. So that the difference between there and North Korea is that we, we all know North Korea, what what kind of government it's under. It's it's very obvious Kim Jong-un doesn't hide any of any of that is out there. But Iran's the Islamic regime still tries to tell the world that everything's OK. Everything's perfect here. Don't worry about it. But it's like, how you, much longer are you going to run away from that? Mm -hmm. You can't hide it, though. You can't. Hide no, it. you Look can't. What's happening. There's I mean, videos there's something. Go ahead. I'm so sorry. No, I was just saying the videos left and right, as you were saying, people are sending videos every day. I wake up to more and more videos. I mean, you can't keep, they can't keep this up much longer is what I was trying to say. No. And I mean, what, what, what are you, what are they going to try to hide at this point? Like the damage has already been done in the sense that mm -hmm. not to downplay what's been happening there, the travesty I'm saying the damage in the sense that you can't, you can't unsee what's already been documented, recorded, and viewed by the public in mm -hmm. other nations and countries. Yeah. So. I think they have have cut cell signal before, and but just I not for... It. Yeah, <laughs> they've done it many times, uh, but they, they can't... It's just... I don't think they can keep it up for a very long time. Again, they're still trying to show, you know, tell the world that they're under a democratic republic, but that's... They, they're running out. No, they're the like basically least, cornered. The, yeah. No, at the very least, they're a theocracy because they, they feel mm -hmm. that they're, they're, they're run by religion. But no, absolutely not. They're out of their mind. Mm -hmm. um, okay. A couple of things. We've kind of discussed what's been going on slightly, bringing some awareness from that perspective. What can people do right now to bring more awareness to this other than the fact that sharing this podcast, sharing the clips that we're going to be producing, um, how, how can they get involved? Is there a place where, uh, you know, we can, you know, sign some things, donate some things. Um, mm -hmm. 
is there anything that we can do? People that are listening. What, what can we do outside of, and if sharing is all we can do at this point and just do it on a regular basis and making sure that we are all sharing this thing, then phenomenal. But if there is more to do, please share it with us. What, 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 what else can we do? Yeah. So as of right now, like you said, sharing is a big part of it because there is just a lack of media attention at least even when there is, it's just not worded in the right way. Like we are trying to pressurize the media to say that this is not so much protests anymore. This is a revolution. Yeah. And so when we yeah. have the news in our hands, we get to express the news how we want to make sure it is displayed to the world. So yes, sharing things on social media, which of course, how long does it take to retweet, repost something? Um, that's Nothing. that's probably one of the main ones. Yes, exactly. Uh, and I'll say for the second part for how to help, petitions help. I know Amnesty International is definitely very helpful right now. They have been trying to, they just recently closed one that was supposed to help uh, make the UN investigate the crimes against humanity with the Islamic Republic. Um, so if you can follow them on social uh, media platforms, I know there's a couple notable uh, Iranian activists, such as uh, Nazanin Bonyadi. Uh, there's also, uh, I believe, Nazanin Nuor. She's very good. By the good way, flawless well. execution on the, the, uh, uh, the. I'm sorry, the Farsi language oh, accent. <laughs> I was born here, so I'm really trying to not have an accent. I appreciate I, no, that. I get, Thank you. No, that's no, that's good. That's good. Very well done. Thank you. Um, I wanted to ask real quick to intervene, how, how successful from your perspective and maybe, you know, limited knowledge mm -hmm. are these, these signings, like, does it even move the needle? Like, where does it go? Does it get to Iran and who's, who, who's like taking charge of this thing? Are they able to, to, to push forth some form of effort to, to, you know, like, cause I don't like if, and not to sound like a, you know, weirdo but if i were mm -hmm. in their place if i was in this regime and i was like one of the let's say the the head leaders or what have you um i wouldn't care what the united states or any other country was mm -hmm. trying to do like at that point so my question is like how can that actually be beneficial from your perspective and just your thoughts literally just your opinion mm -hmm. do you think that can actually move the needle from over there just for us signing a petition that does it work the way the same way it would work maybe in the United States? I know probably not the same way as the United States, but does it work to some extent? I, in my honest opinion, I wouldn't so much say yes directly as if they're, I mean, cause if they're, they're just so the Islamic regime does not care at all who has what to say because time and time again, they follow their own agenda. They will. Yeah. That's why we're trying to get the UN to intervene so much, which which has really gone under our skin as Iranians because they're very, uh, they say they stand with us. They say that they're looking into it and going to help or whatever, but they really haven't done anything. So they're probably the only petition that we've been trying to, the only ones who really could do anything. But I, as a direct petition towards Iran, it's, probably not going to go anywhere, which is why we're trying to get the media attention to be put out there for people to talk about this and for presidents, uh, governments around the world to keep this going up. Um, 
they to put to keep the spotlight on them. That is probably the biggest thing. Because when the spotlight is on the regime, it's much harder for them to to choose their next move. They have to think very carefully. And like I said, they hate that. They hate being under the spotlight. The the whole thing, the foundations just need to be reworked. Like it needs to, in my opinion, it just needs to be demolished and reconstructed from the ground up. Mm -hmm. um, I think right now what that's been the concern for Iranians is that, okay, if one person, if they leave, who will take their place? And that's kind of been the shaky middle ground, of course, because that's kind of how Reza Shah. Yes, that's what we're terrified of. We don't want that. Um, so when there's people like, uh, was it Reza Pahlavi, who was the son of the exiled Reza Shah, we've uh -huh. kind of been hopeful that he would take that spot. And although he hasn't denied that he wouldn't, he hasn't kind yeah. of been very forthcoming as, as much as Iranians want. So with that, he did mention that if Iran were to be taken over with a completely a new foundation, that he would want it to be an elected uh, democracy of fully chosen by the people of Iran. They don't want someone who's been rigged to vote. They don't want another trick, uh, like bait and switch type of a thing that happened with us. They don't want, uh, they don't want things to be, they actually don't even want a single ruling person from my understanding. They would, uh, well, actually, no, let me backtrack on that. Let me backtrack on that. We actually no. I'm sorry. If you edit out that last part. I don't want to put that I, out there. That I might will. be controversial. I'm gonna, I'm gonna add. I'm gonna add uh -huh. this in, and I think it's it ha it holds some merit. So mm -hmm. United Against um, NuclearIran.com, mm -hmm. and it. I'll send you the link. All of this stuff I'm gonna post in the description. Okay. But it, it gives you a timeline of like the violence mm -hmm. from these regimes. And it starts in 1999 and you see it like you literally see it. You're reading it. And every single couple of years, it's worse and worse and worse and worse. Mm -hmm. it, it starts like, oh, you're just being sprayed with water cannons. And then, oh, now you're getting beat up. And then, oh, now they're starting to shoot them. Oh, now they're starting to torture them. Oh, now they're starting to murder them. Mm -hmm. And it just like it it's it just compounds and it just gets more and more violent. And it, it's like at what point the thing that concerns me when it comes to new leader putting somebody new in power, you either get the you either get a worse dictator, okay? Mm -hmm. Or or you get the 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 wolf in sheep's clothing. I think that's a very common um, avatar when it comes mm -hmm. to this kind of stuff, because you get the person that's like, yeah, I'm going to change everything. Don't worry, everybody. We're going to be good. And then he is like the worst that there's ever been because I mean, they'll say anything that you want to hear and that, well, that's yeah. going to work. So yeah. that's what we're yeah. mostly afraid of right now. But I think what I, I've heard that they're trying to form an, an uh, alliance group basically with all these activists right now like what is her name uh like Masi Alinejad or Hamid Ismailion like these people are very very active they have put themselves out there they are one of the faces of what it means to be an Iranian activist so in a way I've even heard that what if they were the ones to kind of be they formed their own the uh, representative group as uh 
as the opposition group for the regime, which, you know, we're all very hopeful of this. People were at the beginning, were scared who's going to take over. But I read somewhere else, it was like, yeah. well, anybody is better than who's there right now. You can literally grab yeah. anyone. They're better than that. So that's kind of, uh-huh. does that basically out the, the, the question right now? I want to ask you a question. You've got thousands mm-hmm. of people listening to you right now. What do you want to tell them? So I'd say the main message is to keep amplifying the voices of Iranians and keep sharing, keep putting pressure on representatives in your government to take action. Because the regime does not like that. They don't want to be put under pressure. 